0: Yeah, it did. I I mean, I think to me, Bart, um, the best way to break it down is that from Milwaukee's perspective, to me it's a very simple question. Are the Brewers a better team today with Devin Williams closing and Josh Hader in San Diego than they were one week ago uh, when they had both of those guys in the bullpen? And the answer clearly is no, they're not a better team. You know, you can't, you can try to spin it however you want, but they're not a better team. And it was a bad message to send to the clubhouse. You're right. And, you know, it's too bad because I think, you know, since last week, you know, the the Brewers have hit the skid, the Cardinals have won seven in a row. And uh, I think, you know, things have turned and it's the Cardinals division to win now.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, it looked like the Brewers were in a position where they could at least hold off St. Louis. St. Louis, yep. I feel like, I, I feel like there's seven teams competing for six spots in the National League. The Giants, if they go on a run, hey, they still got a club there. If they go on a run, then maybe there's eight. But it really looks like there's seven teams competing for a spot. I, the New York Mets and the Dodgers. The, the Dodgers are in. There's no question about that. Yep. I would put the Braves in. I think that no matter what happens with St. Louis, worst case, if they're a wild card, they're in. And then the Padres, who they've lost a bunch after the All-Star break too, but come on, that lineup, they'll be in. So to me, I think it comes down to the Brewers and the Phillies because the the NL is pretty set. I think the Brewers just said, yeah, we're out. I mean, maybe they still get in, but I just I still don't understand it. And now with as little teams as you have really competing – I feel like that's how the NL shakes out.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it's I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I agree. I mean, I'm as you mentioned, I'm in San Diego now. The Giants still have some of those sexy names from a year ago when they won 107 games, but they're not the same Giants. You know, guys are they're not catching the ball. Um, they have had some injuries. Buster Posey retired. Um, you know, they're are a game under 500 as we speak. Um, yeah, Philadelphia is. You know, Dave Dombrowski. You figured he would made some nice moves at the trade deadline, bringing in Noah Syndergaard. I mean, you know, it's not like you're bringing in Roy Halladay at the at the in the prime of his career, but um, he. I think he did what he needed to do to give the Phillies a good chance. And you know, they even, it Doesn't seem like the Phillies have played all that well this year. And yet, you look, they're 12 games over five hundred. They went on that winning streak after they fired Joe Girardi and uh, uh, promoted um, uh, the bench coach. And it's hard not to see Atlanta, Philadelphia, and San Diego in some order, those two teams claiming the wild card.
3: Talking with Scott Miller, Sirius XM, MLB Network Radio, uh, the New York Times as well. I think with those Padres, you know, a lot of people saw that trade for Juan Soto, Josh Bell even. And they were happy to see the Padres do that. They were happy to see the Padres kind of say, hey, we're, we're here to play a little bit. Now, they lost a bunch after the All-Star break. I still don't feel like there's any sense of panic. This is a wild card team. They were going to be a wild card team. I thought, okay, maybe there'll be a fun little race where they just go blazing, catch up to the Dodgers. The Dodgers over the weekend, though, they're like, yeah, okay. What did they put up, eight runs a night it felt like? on the Padres. So the Padres yeah. did all this, but they're still a wild card team. And the Dodgers kind of just, you know, reaffirmed who they were this past weekend.
0: Yeah. I mean, no doubt about that. The Dodgers, went, I think that the time of the trade deadline last 12, last Tuesday, the Dodgers had like a 12 and a half game lead in the division. And I thought even then, even on the day of the trade deadline, before a game was played that night, even knowing Josh Bell, um, Juan Soto, Josh Hader, Brandon Drury were all going to San Diego. Um, I thought even then the division's out of, out of reach. I mean, there was no way unless they went to LA and, you know, they would have had to sweep. I think I, Dodgers come down to San Diego two more times. Um, I can't remember if the Padres go back there, but, um, they, they were there over the weekend for three. They've got six, they've got six and, and maybe nine games against the Dodgers. I mean, I thought they were going to have to sweep every single one, uh, you know, and then after what happened this weekend, as you said, Padres are 16 back, the, the Dodgers, um, you know, I mean, they went 21-5 in July, uh, these guys, uh, even though they're without Walker Bueller and, and Dustin May, has been out all year, both of those gentlemen are going to be coming back here in the next few weeks, uh, the Dodgers are just, they're the best team in, in the league, and maybe in baseball, but... What the Padres did, I think, uh, uh, Bart, on the, with these moves, is when we get to October, you hit a reset button and everybody starts with a clean slate. And I think the Padres, they, you're right, they need. it wouldn't be bad if they'd, forget, win a game or two since the trade deadline. How about score some runs? into the yeah. night, they, they haven't scored in 23 innings. They've got a 23-inning score in the street, which just is mind-boggling with Machado and Soto in the lineup and some of the others, but... But anyway, you know what the Padres did when they—if they can claim one of those wild card spots, you know they're going to be a really, really tough out in October. I mean, with best of seven series, you were on Joe Musgrove, Sean Manaya, um, um, Hugh Darvish, Mike Clevenger, even Blake Snell, who's been a little better lately. I mean, that's pretty formidable. To run into a, a best of seven series, and then you know you bring in weapons like Josh Hader out of the bullpen, uh, they got the pitching. When things reset in October, they're not going to win the division. Dodgers going to do that, but but they could all of a sudden put the tables on the Dodgers if if uh, with this pitching and then with some of the you know the, if their hitters, especially when Tatis Jr. who's due back in about ten days or so. Uh, that's going They could be really, really tough. One of those teams you don't want to play in October. Again,
3: okay, thanks for the reminder that Josh Hader's a Padre. Uh, that's uh, that's always that's good. Well, me. I
0: mean, and I know the Brewers <laughs> tried to say, "Wait, we got Trevor Rosenthal." That increased our payroll, and that's even worse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could have signed him two weeks ago, but then we let the Giants, and then we traded our never our 17 prospect in the system for him. What a disaster that was. The Races are still pretty interesting and pretty good in the American league. The wild card. There's a lot of teams, even still the Orioles could, could have a say in some things. This AL central, I feel like, you know, the twins, I think they thought they had a pretty good team. The guardians maybe as well. The white Sox, man. I I just can't believe they keep hovering around 500. And then this Tim Anderson injury. And this is, this is a classic case of underachieving. And I don't, I don't know who comes out of that division.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I spent some time with the White Sox. I wrote a story, uh, uh, kind of a I took a look at them for the New York Times um, right before, about two weeks before the All Star break, and right then they were heading into where they were playing like 17 of 19 against AL Central teams, and like 15 games were against the two teams ahead of them, the, the Guardians and the Twins. And I thought, okay. At that time, the White Sox had gotten Lance Lynn and some of the other injured players back. I figured now's their time to make a move. Well, here we are a few weeks later, and no, there was no move made. Um, They're still slogging around in third base, in third place, but Twins and Guardians continue to fail to put them away. So I go back and forth on the White Sox between they just don't have it this year and they're done versus. They keep hanging around, and if the Twins and Guardians aren't going to put them away, eventually they're going to hit even a streak where they win 7 of 10 and move into first place. So I can't figure out that division. The Guardians, to me, are the team to maybe keep watching because, same thing, the Twins haven't put the Guardians away yet. Guardians are the youngest team in baseball by average age. And in today's game, you know, if you can win and play and not be, you don't get into moments that are too big for you. In other words, don't be intimidated, which Guardians don't seem to be. And, and oh, by the way, they've got as good a manager as there is in the game, Terry Francona. It's like they're one of those teams, the longer you let them hang around, youngest average age in baseball, you know, they're going to hit a point pretty soon where they're going to think they're pretty good and they're going to be fresh late in the season because they're so young and maybe they're going to go on a run and win it.
3: You know, Scott Miller joining us here, uh, the baseball, the way that it's, playing out here in 2022 it's pretty easy to say who the four best teams are there's no debate it's the yankees the astros the dodgers and the mets that's those are the four best teams and so if it plays out that way where they all win their division there are buys now in baseball and i don't know how much it's gonna matter i don't know if you know because i always say in baseball you get in who knows you're hot okay and now you're gonna have one you're gonna have all four of those teams the hottest teams they're going to rest for three or four days again. Is that going to matter? I don't know. We don't know yet until we see it. If one of those teams does lose after their bye, then the discussion is going to come up. Well, what are they supposed to do? They had three or four days off. The Phillies came in red hot. You know, you couldn't stop them. That—that's baseball. So I wonder if that will become a topic. Of those four teams, is one more likely than the other to trip up because they all are playing very, very well right now. Well, the Yankees went on yeah. a slide, but still, nobody's worried about them.
0: Right. No, no, you're right. The Yankees are the team that right now, is, is uh, the last three weeks, haven't been kind to them. And with the Yankees, you know, they've got Giancarlo Stanton out right now on the injured list. They suffered a big blow in Seattle last night, losing Matt Carpenter to a broken foot. And who would have ever figured the way Matt Carpenter's last two or three years have gone? That anybody would say losing him is a big blow, but he's really he really found himself again with the Yankees, and then it was almost like a tease, and then he got hurt. Now he's gone. So Yankees need to make sure they keep Aaron Judge healthy. That's the other one. Because you know he's been healthy all year, and he's always good for an injured list day or two. Um, So as long as they keep their thing, their you know main characters together, I think they're gonna be fine. In terms of you know, who's maybe most vulnerable if they sit three days in a row? Um, that's a really, really good question. I mean, I, I'm going over in my mind the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Mets. I, I say it could be the Dodgers because they're, they've are got some streaky hitters. You know, Cody Bellinger can get hot and then he can get cold. Max Muncy, um, you know, maybe some of the streaky hitters, if they if they sit for a little bit, that could cool them down. I think a couple of days off might help the Mets in the long run because, you know, especially it looks like as long as they enter the playoffs with a healthy Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, DeGrom in his two outings back from the injured list so far has been really good. And given, given their ages and the wear and tear on the, on the arms, I think maybe, maybe a couple of days off could help the
1: Mets with Scherzer and DeGrom.